Weirdo Weirdo Bookworms Unite! Unite. Do your reading tastes range from dystopian sci-fi to middle-grade fantasy? Dark psychological thrillers to gory body horror? From YA paranormal swords and sorcery? Extraterrestrials? Murder? Mayhem! And beyond! Then we want to share our love of reading with you! Welcome home. Hi, Genre Junkies. It's Sandra. And this is Scott. On a Thursday, as promised. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're on time this week, right? We're, we're right. doing good. Unless Things are off to a good start. Terrible happens in the editing process. Yes. The computer burns down. Yeah. The house burns down. Just don't say that. I know. We live in fire country. Yeah. Um. Welcome to our first official book review of the year. Um. I picked this book, Legends and Lattes. By Travis Baldry. I picked this book as a little gift to you, Scott. Well, thank you for the gift. Because I said no gifts. Um, because I know sometimes you just really want nice stories. Like just nice, cozy, friendly, kind stories. And I thought about how a while back we did Sourdough. And that was like the first one of the year. And that was like a little gift to you. And like, you know, done other ones like um, House in the Cerulean Sea, my little presents for you. I love it when you get me a present of a nice, kind book. You're welcome. Don't get a, don't get too used to it. You get like one a year. Um, now so, I'm yeah. afraid for the next one. Actually, I know what the next one is, but still. Yes, right. Like, you're like, how long till my next cozy book? You're just getting it. Uh, you're just getting ahead of the game. I can mm-hmm. I can tell you're you're lulling me into a false sense of security. It, indeed. Um, and this is a book that has taken the internet and the world by absolute storm. Um, blurbed by Sean McGuire, who we love, um, Nicholas Eames, Cassandra Kaw, just wonderful people. And Sean McGuire said, it's sweet, beautiful, and most of all kind. I hugely recommend this book. Uh, so yeah, so that's a book we're talking about. But do you have anything you want to share with the peeps? Haven't you been playing a video game? Um, I've been playing a few video games, honestly. Um, but actually, the thing that I'm going to bring to the table today is I've been listening to the audiobook to an old favorite, Ooh. Red Rising. Oh, Pierce Brown. We love the Red Rising series. Did we actually talk about the Red Rising series on this show? I don't think we have. I think it's pre this show. Uh, starting to read the books was pre this show. Yeah. Yes. So... Um, I remembered how much I loved this series and I'm, I'm one of the people, and maybe I'm the only person who stopped after book three at the end of the trilogy and didn't read further because you were being very stubborn. I was really happy with how it ended. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm okay. I'm okay with how it ended. I love how it ended. I'm okay with this being the end. Well, I've been convinced mm-hmm. by friend of ours that I need to read the next book. So yes. to catch up, I've been I've been I decided I'm gonna listen to audiobooks of the the trilogy again just to kind of, you know, remember things. Man, I I I remembered how much I loved that book. Mm-hmm. I love that book. It's it's right back at obsession. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So I'm not completely caught up in the series, but I'm further ahead than you are. And um I would like, I, I mean, I feel like I should go back and, and reread them too. And I did listen to the first one on audiobook as well. Um, great audiobook, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, series is just, it just kicks so much ass. It's just so good. And y'all know me and 
ancient Rome and Greece. <laughs> so, put, so put that, but like also in the future and also sci-fi, and it's just wild. It's just a wild time. Um, we saw another internet sensation, Skinnamarink. Oh, I don't we want to talk about Skinnamarink. This movie is polarizing. As you can tell, it's Scott not, did not care for it. It's, it's uh, I am I am usually able to find like fun things in movies that on the movies that are that are kind of um of this ilk when they are controversial. Mm-hmm. The paranormal activities. Well, we love that. That's different. I, well, we do love that. A lot of people thought, oh, it's boring. Nothing happened. You're boring. This movie is boring and nothing happens. <laughs> it is it's it was really really not for me. I I ho- I know that there are people out there that love it. I'm very excited for you. I would even be interested in hearing um you know in a nice way the things that you really liked about it cuz I'm curious cuz I don't see it. Yeah. Um at the end of the day, uh the movie was n- not for me. However, uh, there was a lot of things that I extrapolated from it that I really liked, and I'm I'm curious to see what more this filmmaker does. Um, and I'm I'm very interested in how this movie has really captivated people. I find that really really fascinating, and like what this movie does that scares people. Um, as somebody who loves horror. And plus, you know, I just, at the end of the day, whether I like something or not, when horror does well, I'm happy. It's true. It's always a win when horror mm-hmm. does well. Because then that means more horror. Horror begets horror begets horror. And I'm a happy, happy little peach. But tonight is not a horror night. Tonight is a fantasy night. Tonight is a is just a nice calming cozy. sit cozy sit by the fire with a cup of coffee oh kind my of God. book did i ever want to drink coffee while i was reading this yeah just if this does i'll just say we're coming out of our best of 2022 if this makes it to, to the best of 2023 um i, I just in right now it's gotta be a coffee <laughs> right oh my God, it's gonna have to be a coffee so great title legends and lattes bye again travis Baldry. After a lifetime of bounties and bloodshed, Viv is hanging up her sword for the last time. The battle-weary orc aims to start fresh, opening the first ever coffee shop in the city of Thune. But rivals old and new stand in the way of success, not to mention the fact that no one has the faintest idea what coffee actually is. If Viv wants to put the blade behind her and make her plans a reality, she won't be able to go it alone. But the true rewards of the uncharted path are the travelers you meet along the way. And whether drawn together by ancient magic, a flaky pastry, or a freshly brewed cup, they may become partners, family, and something deeper than she could ever dream. And when you open the book on the page that's got Travis Baldry's name, Legends and Lattes, and Tor, it says, a novel of high fantasy and low stakes. Oh, that's, oh, I like that. There's a beautiful, beautiful title page, too, where it's got, like, a sword crest, and it's got, like, a coffee with a little latte art. And I love his dedication, too. For anyone who wondered where the other road led. So, um, let's hear it. Okay, well, uh, this book uh, is an absolute obsession for me. Yeah. I 
actually listened to this the entire book in audiobook form and uh when I listen to audiobooks, normally I, I wait for till I have like longer bits of time, like an hour, hour and a half of driving at least, or you know whatever the case may be. I found myself picking this up even more um, when I was like had like a fifteen minute drive to get somewhere. I wanted to listen to more. I listened to it while laying in bed, mm-hmm. as opposed to even reading it. Right. And one of the reasons why that is. Do you know how there are people in this world that you just say you are just too damn talented to be uh, to like to exist? Like why do you, why can you why do you have so much talent? Sure. Travis Baldry is the is narrates the audiobook. That's his job. He's a full-time audiobook narrator. How are you such a good writer and also a effectively incredible voice actor at the same time? It's not fair that one man should have all of that talent. No one man should have all that power. Um, yes, it's funny in his bio, he says, and now apparently an author. <laughs> <laughs> um, so absolute obsession for you. Absolute obsession for me. Um, I found this book to be heartwarming and fun, but it, it, but it was also just cleverly written. So... I think we've mentioned it on the podcast a time or two before. Scott and I play D&D. We play tabletop games. We're we love that. We're like we love that old school and this feels like all like your favorite things about D&D, but it's like what happens when the party kind of is done and the adventurers retire? Where do they go? What do they do? Um you know, you don't really think about necessarily where did that character I played in that arc? Where did they go? And they and, and what are they? What are they? What are they doing all of the adventuring for? What are they really? Are they working towards working something? towards? And you know what? Some of them probably are. And I know for me, when I create a tabletop character next time, I'm gonna be thinking of this book, <laughs> and I'm gonna be thinking of ulterior motives <laughs> for my characters. Um. It's also a really beautiful tale with a lot of moral lessons in it and a lot of things about acceptance and about love and found family and community. And, um, you know, like, I don't know exactly how I'm trying to word this, but like not being like racist, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like being open minded and not stereotyping people and, and just, you know, seeing everybody as the beautiful, unique little critter we all are like it's really sweet it is really sweet and it does address those things you know i, I yes. feel like a lot of these kind books mm-hmm. that, that i love so much it's the word that i i, I like that word for it yeah um kind of goes two different ways sometimes it doesn't really it doesn't address it at all it's just hey this isn't a thing everyone's different and it's celebrated at every at every celebrates diversity this uh, celebrates diversity very much but it does kind of address some of those those prejudices that we might have initially and it is kind of part of some of the characters journeys albeit you know in small ways right and not not central to the plot um when you talked about you know, us playing D and D. Some of some of my favorite memories of role playing. It's uh-huh. not necessarily all D and D. Is what's known as downtime. Uh-huh. Is what's known as what's happening 
with your character individually in between adventures. And it's kind of a time that you have between you and the DM or you and another player, not even necessarily directly with the DM. Mm. That's that really kind of fleshes out the character. And it's just kind of fun to think about like, um, you know, maybe your character is working on a, on a, on a piece of armor for, you know, a couple of months between adventures, mm. you know, that, or, you know, even just like the things like going shopping can be fun that the mundane things that you do, mm-hmm. there's, there's a magic and a joy in that. Yeah. You know, I think of other things like, like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. Yeah. Cozy games, as they call it. Yeah. Games where it's like, you know, where you plant trees or make little coffees <laughs> and stuff like that. Those are things that, that there's so much magic in. I think that's why Cottagecore was such a big thing for a while. It still is. Just the idea of, of, you know, being around people you like and making things and, you know, having your own little store. Or it, yes. It just makes, it's, it makes you happy. It's nice to see it in a world like this. Yeah. That, is also, you know, D&D is a big thing. We didn't really plan for this episode to come out when things were kind of uh, a little bit dramatic in that world. Controversies happening. Um, That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk about the characters more in the spoiler section because... Some of the characters are spoilers. They are, but also, again, you know, in in a book of low stakes... You know, that that's like we can kind of fill out the spoiler section a little bit more that way. But um I can tell you you will be prepared to die and lay down your life for many of these characters. Um I recommend heavily having a coffee beverage on hand. You will you will want your coffee beverage nearby. Um they even do a shout out to iced coffee, which is my coffee that's your jam you that don't, you don't drink jam. hot beverages very rarely um it's the devil's temperature that's the devil's temperature exactly um so besides this book being for everybody that loves coffee and everybody that loves fantasy and everybody that loves coziness this book should also just be for everybody everybody uh absolute mass appeal I mean, like, what's wrong with you if, if if you don't like this book? I'm totally kidding. But I mean, like, I could recommend this book to anyone. I, you know what? I agree with you. I, I, part of me wonders if maybe if you're not like really into the fantasy tropes, like, you know, orcs and goblins and. But I dare you to not be charmed. Yeah, but. And move. Yeah, but even then, like, that's, it's almost like an extra fun thing if you know about those, those you know, fantasy species. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's not needed. I agree. It's mass appeal. Yeah. Mass appeal. It is mass appeal. Um, I mean, gosh, I'm really excited to talk about this book more in depth. I, I, I hope this has been a nice little, little taste, a little pour, little tasters pour for you um, to pick up legends and lattes. I really, I really think most people would enjoy this book. I really don't think you will regret your time with this book either reading it or on audio um it's just it's it is exactly like Sean and McGuire says it, it's kind it's also it's fun it's beautiful it's funny it's very funny 
It's very yeah. funny. And it's and oh you know, and oh. to say it, it 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 is not no stakes. Uh I think there I want to put that it's there are no stakes. stakes. There, there is um, you know, mysteries and you know, moments and it goes through the whole, you know, hero's journey. Like the, all of that stuff is there. Um, but it is just it's low stakes. Yeah. So before we go to the spoiler section, I have a favorite meme. It's an old, old meme, and it's got the little possum in a cowboy hat, and it says, <laughs> it's like called Cowboy Rules, and it says, be rootin', be tootin', by God be shootin', but most of all, be kind. And um, <laughs> It's an older meme, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> but it's still good. Um. Yes, anyway, with that in mind, shall we go to the spoiler section? Let's go. Hey, Bookworm Buddy, don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review. And while you're at it, find us on Instagram at Genre Junkies. Spoiler section, here we go. After 22 years of adventuring, Viv had reached her limit of blood and mud and bullshit. An orc's life was strength and violence and a sudden sharp end but she'd be damned if she'd let hers finish that way. It was time for something new. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, so she was an adventurer. She was a dungeoneer. She was a sword for hire, a cell sword. A murder hobo. A murder hobo. Um, but she turns over a non-violent leaf. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to do that anymore. She wants something different. In fact, there's times where she could choose violence and she doesn't. That's what I actually thought was really interesting about this book. I was expecting this to go in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. When when Viv starts to confront that there is kind of a a, a, a protection racket, a mafia, if you will. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. This is going to become about Viv, you know, fighting the corruption in the town and becoming like a like a town leader by by knocking out the knocking out the mafia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that's not that's not her anymore. That's uh-huh. not what she wants to be doing. It's not what she's looking to be doing. It's like she's doing another path. And it's it. I appreciate that. That's definitely part of the drama, and that's part of the growth. Yeah. But just like so much so, so much else in this story mm-hmm. that ends up being part of the 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 coterie that she brings to herself right um the sense of community is something that i find really powerful and moving in this book um like i said found family but also just community in general cuz that's so important you know we all need it we all even though we we think we we don't. You do need community to a certain extent. It's just part of our nature, even if that's a small, tight-knit one mm-hmm. of, like, three people. <laughs> like, it's still <laughs> something you need. Um, also, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I give major, major uh, points. It's a weakness of mine. If you have a cat in your book, especially a cat with a lot of personality and another big gay hug of a book. It is a big gay hug of a book. Yeah. And like the romance is so nice. It is nice. It's and it's and it's like you feel for for both of them yes. so much. I love Tandri. I love every character in this book. I love Tandri. I love Viv. I love that her name is Viv. I think that's so cute for an orc. 
Yeah. I always, you know, I like to give my characters kind of unique names, like in D&D, like, like I've had Iggy, I've had Petunia. Yeah, I like fun. I have a Sylvie, like fun names. Um, They kind of help inform my characters and make them fun. And I like this, um, you know, hulking warrior woman orc named Viv. Viv. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Tandri, who's a um, a succubus, but she doesn't want to be just, you know, a sex demon. <laughs> like, that's not what she's about. Well, and I like that even that is like, okay, yes, there's a lot of succubi who go that direction mm-hmm. because of, you know, the powers they have. But that's not, that's not what makes that's not the power that a succubus has right it's not sex it's feeling it's Mm -hmm. feeling emotion it's feeling you know what's around them and she has a short sassy haircut and likes to wear sweaters yes and she's very smart and she's an artist and is very like very like direct in kind of a uh i don't know what the word studious not just like very um She's very intellectual. Yes. So I thought Cal was my favorite character. I, in fact, very early on in the book, I told Scott, um, "I will protect Cal at all costs. Mm-hmm. He's my baby." However, and Thimble <laughs> comes on. I have, I love all animals. I love all animals. I have a weakness for rodents. I love a good rodent. He is a ratkin. He is a tiny, enthusiastic rat. <laughs> talks very quietly and nods vigorously i mean so you know at first i thought i could really visualize viv because of the cover the cover yeah. is fantastic on Beautiful this cover. Book. and you know and and i but when it came when it came down to thimble i realized <laughs> it's not the cover on the book this author is incredible at writing the the movements Mm-hmm. of characters the mannerisms of yes characters, in that i 100 percent know exactly what thimble looks like yes that that because like, of his I just like you know those polite paws kind of folded over each other and just looking up with the little beady eyes and just yeah. well, nodding enthusiastically well and it's like and just the way he's so excited when he gets his new kitchen when like and, he like points to the ingredients like these are important um it's got like ratatouille vibes where it's like who let a rat in the kitchen <laughs> but you know what i mean like because she allows people uh viv <laughs> to you know just be who they are and be who they want to be um like cal is is really brilliant but i mean he also like he can do construction projects above and beyond what anybody has let him do before um, and then, of course, we have Amity, the wonderful cat, and Galena, which is a, such a Sandra character, like, that I would build this little knife-obsessed gnome who's actually very sweet, but bloodthirsty. There's actually, while I'm thinking about it, there's another gnome in this book. I can't remember his name. You're referring to Durius. Yes. Playing chess. God, I love that character. What a cool idea and... I don't. Does this author have any other books? No, this is his first novel. That's what I thought. I feel like Darius is from maybe a maybe a recurring character in his own D and D game, or maybe is going to be a recurring character in other 
books. I want to play a character like that who gets a little bit fuzzy with time because he is a time traveler. Yeah. But he was also an adventurer, too. Yes, he was. It's just, it's so, it's such an interesting, unneeded, and therefore exponentially more creative choice. Mm -hmm. It's not important to the story. It doesn't pay off in a way that is important to what happens to Viv or any of the other characters that there is this time traveler here. Yes. And, and that just makes it all the more brilliant and interesting and intriguing and fascinating. And of course he gives us little hints, you know, like, Mm -hmm. cause he knows cause he's been there. Um, so it says, uh, just to kind of round this all out about the author, Travis Baldry is a full-time audiobook narrator who has lent his voice to hundreds of stories. Before that, he spent decades designing and building video games like Torchlight, Rebel Galaxy, and Fate. Apparently, he has now written one book. He lives in the Pacific Northwest with his very patient family and their small, nervous dog. I really like him. <laughs> <laughs> I know some Jerry of his work. Um, Wow. This book is full of bad bitches, including the Madrigal. The Madrigal, you know, it's it's complicated because I don't really like I don't really like a protection racket at the same time. It's that, nice work if you're the Madrigal. The Madrigal doesn't like assholes. I love that when she said that. Like, oh, that's just so perfect. This book uses swearing uh really perfectly in a in a very precision way and where it's like it's perfect when it's used it's also very funny when it's used yes because you know it's not it's it's not something you expect to hear or read in this book mm-hmm. and so when it comes up it's like ah wow oh my god and so we've talked before that i love descriptions flowery language scott not so much but where we meet in the middle is we want flowery descriptions of food and drink. Yes. And the scents and the smells and the taste and the look of it all. I mean, could it get better? I I will, I will pay. I will pay four silvers for your, (laughs) for your, I think it's four copper actually. Yeah. Four silver would be a lot for a cinnamon roll, but I would pay four coppers for that cinnamon roll because it sounded delicious. This book made me. And the, what is it called? The thim, the thim, what did they call his thimblets? His, his thimblets, the biscotti. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, which I, I, I want to try. I want to try thimbles biscotti. His thimblets. Oh, and then he has his chocolate croissants. Mm, yeah. Oh my god, which magical's favorite? Um, this book made me feel so comforted. It made me feel like hugging the people I love. It made me feel sweet. It made me feel happy. Um, I'm a very optimistic, idealistic person by nature and very enthusiastic. And as much as I was teasing Scott earlier for liking his his kind books, and he does, <laughs> but um, I like books that I feel like understand me and understand, you know, I'm not perfect, obviously, but the optimistic idealistic and enthusiastic way in which I view the world. And it's just kind of nice sometimes to have a book kind of capture that essence. Um, For those of you who've watched Wednesday, like, you know, I'm a spooky, spooky girl, but I'm an Enid. Oh, yeah. Like, I am Enid. So it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just nice to be like, here's one for the Enids. <laughs> one other thing that I... Th- oh, and Scott is dour. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm more of the Wednesday type, which... It's not spooky, but dour. I mean, it's true. 
but it's also very funny. Yeah. Since you know both of us. Yeah. That's <laughs> um there's there's something else that I thought of reading this book that, you know, I just thought it was a funny little comparison that you wouldn't think to make. The way that this book is structured and it kind of like builds on the things that are happening actually kind of reminds me of Andy Weir. Ah. Hear me out here. It's like, okay, here's the problem. And how do we solve it? And every step along the way is like, okay, here's a problem. And this, and solving it is sometimes as simple as making a baked item that stays, that, that keeps for longer than a day in the thimblets. But yeah. it's just, it's, it's the way that it's structured that way just kind of reminded me of like the Martian in. in it's like really funny. Only Andy Weir will ask you to use the scientific method and get it peer approved. <laughs> And I mean that with love, <laughs> because we are obsessed with Andy Weir. I mean, it's low stakes Andy Weir. <laughs> it's like, how do I survive on Mars? It's um, how do I get more people to come in here when they don't want to uh, drink hot beverages? Oh my god! Oh my god! We didn't talk about Pendry. Pendry was fun, <laughs> like the electric guitar. He was shy and he was kind of sneaking out from being a stonemason, so it kind of made him a little edgy but i love that like he had this following of like fangirls it's like really cute i like the way that this book um kind of like plays with technology in a little bit I, I, it's all gnomish i like that i like that kind of idea like the gnomes are making quote-unquote magic items or thomic which is actually kind of a subtext yeah. for electricity yeah. uh items uh is is fun uh, really yeah fun. they make all sorts of cool shit <laughs> like they're they're cool. And then you also have some like Galena that are like knives, though. And then nice. Durius. Yeah. For, no, let's hear it for the gnomes. Let's give it up for the gnomes. gnomes give the gonna, gnomes a hand. You can clearly tell that Travis respects the gnomes and he'd like more people to think about that. And my mom, as a gnome aficionado, would agree. Okay. And I'll, so, so you're listening to this section. That means you've read the book. I don't know if you have read the short story afterwards. I did. I did. But you should. Oh, yes, you should. And if you listen to the audiobook like I did, it's almost on there like a secret track. <laughs> like it's silent for like, Ooh. I felt like like two minutes. And I saw, there's still an hour left. What What is after this? And then the little short story came out. I'm like, oh my God, how fun. Or give me more. So I thought that was really fun. I really love Viv's adventuring party well all but one <laughs> yeah but even he's a good character even he's a great character it's fun it's like that's an adventuring party that like i could definitely see myself being in yes especially my sweet precious baby galena so i mean i give this this book 20 cinnamon rolls out of 20 <laughs> no it's definitely it's a full score it's a home run it's an absolute delight um a pleasure and a privilege I am giving this a Trenta cup. Oh, oh. <laughs> which is the the biggest cup I think you could get at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a, a perfect perfect little happy book. It's you know high score. And um, yeah, just much respect to us ice ice drinkers. We used to be the minority, but I think we're really coming up in the world. I do, I coffee. I occasionally like ice, but I think is a hot drink, so I'm not with you on that. Oh, and of course, I'm a Finnish person, and we Finnish people love coffee. All the coffee. All the time. All the coffee, all the time. 
All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sandra. Did you enjoy your cozy present? I loved my cozy present. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I love you. I love you too. And we love you guys listening. So please do us a favor and keep reading past your bedtime. Mm-hmm.